Just as a friendly reminder, in these episodes of Youth Soccer is Fucked, you will have a lot of explicit language, so please be mindful of who is listening around you, and always listen with caution. So, uh, again, this just dives into my thoughts of why Youth Soccer is Fucked, while giving you my perspective on how to create some solutions. So, without further ado, welcome to part two of Youth Soccer is Fucked. So in part two, I want to discuss today the pretty much social class that is correlated with youth soccer. And really, youth soccer is a middle class sport in this country where in order to play and play proficiently, your family needs to have money. And it's unfortunate, but that's the way society of soccer is in this country. And that's just a fact about it, right? And, and think about it this way. It's going to cost you anywhere from 1500 to $3,000, maybe more, depending on the program, just to have your kid play in training. Then you got the events like tournaments and leagues and things like that. Now, that's not a cost to the club. That's a cost of participation. Now, there's always going to be that cost, right? But it's hard because you're now talking thousands and thousands of dollars. Let's use a $3,000 mark, which is going to be on the higher end, but uh, depending on where you live. And then you have to add in a tournament. Well, tournaments are going to be at least $50 a kid, at least. So then when you start factoring in all the other costs, it makes it much more difficult. Now, here's where the problem with this whole thing lies outside of cost, right? Obviously, you're going to stop the street kids or kids that don't have money to play because there's only so many kids that can play for free on a scholarship. And it's usually one per team. That's the average. One per team. So you're already prohibiting tons of kids from playing. So guess where they're going to end up going probably? Basketball. They can go play street basketball. No problem. Bang. Done. They go to the street and they're playing. So that, that's a big systemic issue. Now what really needs to be discussed now is the middle class player. Right? The middle class player has everything they have everything they want and need they have a house they have cars they have consistent food they go to school they get well educated they have a bed to sleep on they have everything and listen i was a middle class kid so i know exactly what this is talking about my family wasn't super wealthy not even close but we were middle class so i grew up in a comfortable safe environment so the principles my family taught me were you know share cooperation be nice all the things that are pretty much the opposite of what you need to reach the ultimate level now obviously you need to have things like respect right how to treat people well and things like that but when it comes to game time this is war it's fucking war so I had, I've had many conversations, but I'm going to highlight one. I had a conversation with a parent probably a month ago. And we were, we were literally talking about this exact scenario. And they're like, look, it's difficult for us because we've raised our child to be a great kid. And there's nothing wrong with being a great kid. Being a great kid is awesome. But if you're going to be a competitive soccer player, or a, I should say football player, and a high-level player, being nice isn't correct. Now, some of the things that they highlight was they're a middle class, their kid has everything, they have the PS4, probably getting a PS5 here shortly, 
They get transported to practice every single day. They go to school every day. Mom and dad takes them, right? They have everything they want, everything they could possibly need. It's given to them. So what are the values mom and dad are teaching them at home? And I don't mean based on what they have. I mean, what are they actually teaching them, right? Share everything. Be nice. Don't take something from somebody else, right? Which are good kid principles. For sure, good kid principles. But that doesn't translate on the soccer field to reaching, and I should say football field again, I'm sorry, reaching the ultimate level. Nice guys don't win. They don't win. The dicks win. The guys that are aggressive win. The guys that hit hard win. The guys that scrap and fight for everything win. Why? Why is that though? Because when something gets hard, they're going to fight through it. When a kid that's middle class, like myself, that came up through this system, and they get hit once, maybe they don't back down right away, but the second or third hit, they're backing down. And they're saying, this isn't for me anymore. I don't want to play. Right? Think about, think about a kid getting benched. Kid gets benched, plays 15 minutes. Well, mom and dad are paying for the service. Their child has everything. What's more than likely going to happen? No, no, little Johnny needs to be playing. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Johnny should be playing. Well, does little Johnny deserve to play? It doesn't matter. I'm paying for it. Right? That, that's the middle class sector right there. Right? And then you're protecting your kids. So really this whole episode is understanding that this is fucked up because we're protecting and shielding the kids. And it's screwing them in the long term. Because guess what? They're going to cry on the soccer field. And they're getting their asses kicked in games. And they're just taking it. It's a change in culture. It's a change that needs to happen. We have to stop telling our kids to be so nice. To stop sharing everything. And that's how you're going to start fundamentally changing and developing that hunger. To say, you know what? I'm going to fight for this. Stop giving your kids everything. Stop protecting your kids. If they come crying to you because coach was too hard, tell them to go have a conversation with coach. Instead of you coming out on the field and saying, Coach, what is this about? Why is little Johnny coming crying to me? Fuck that. That needs to change. Because let's say little Johnny comes to you and he's 12 years old. And he says, Mom, Dad, I want to be a pro. So... If you're sitting there and protecting them through everything, for example, getting yelled at by a coach, and then you as the parent come and talk to the coach and say, why are you yelling at Johnny? What do you think Johnny's going to do the rest of his life? He's going to come looking to you to get him out of a fucking problem. He's going to say, well, my mom saved me when I was 12, she'll come save me when I'm 15. Well, my mom saved me when I was 15, she's going to come save me when I'm 18. Well, my mom saved me when I was 18, she's going to come save me when I'm broke. At 23, 24, 25, 26, whatever age, years old, my parents are going to fucking save me. Instead of, go ahead, Johnny, figure it the fuck out. Now, please don't say it like that. But what you need to say is, let's say little Johnny comes to you and says, Mom, coach yelled at me, I'm crying. I don't like it. Johnny, get over there and talk to your coach. What's the problem? Go talk to him. I just dropped you off for practice. And that's going to help toughen the kids up. Because if they can always come to you and they know you're protecting them, 
What the fuck do you think is going to happen when they get hit once? They get in a fight. They're going to go running to mom. Oh, uh, mom, I got hit today. Got punched in the arm. I got to get, I got to yeah, help me out, please. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that happens all the time. Like within our program, no joke. Within our program, we want to set up once a week boxing lessons. Because to be honest, we got a bunch of nice fucking kids. Nice fucking kids. Great kids. Phenomenal kids. No, they're going to be great kids growing up. They're going to be doctors. They're going to be lawyers. They're going to be a whole bunch of great stuff. Whatever. Start their own businesses. Whatever. But if they want to be a professional fucking footballer, that shit's got to change. And it's got to change fast. Because protection and giving your kid everything isn't going to help them to develop that fucking ruthlessness to say, you know what? This is fucking for me and I want this. I fucking want this. And nobody's going to stop me. Now, let me let me flip the scenario for you. Think, think about somebody else, right? Look at it this way. A guy in Brazil has no money, lives or sleeps on concrete, eats maybe one meal a fucking day, doesn't have a car, has to take a bus to get to practice, or has to walk, doesn't even have fucking shoes. And you can look up a lot of Brazilian pros and they'll tell you these fucking stories. The same thing. I remember reading an article about Marcelo, Real Madrid's left back. Slept on fucking concrete. Didn't have shoes. Didn't have a way to get to practice. Had to walk to practice or take the bus. The exact scenario that I've been giving you. But guess what? He fought fucking through it. Then there was in the Champions League final... He came out and said he was sick like a dog. He thought he was going to fucking die. But guess who fucking played? Marcelo. He fought through it. He said, this is a fucking Champions League final, and I will die to win the Champions League. There's a quote. He literally came out and said, I, I would die to win the Champions League. Like, you don't get that from a middle-class kid. That doesn't happen. The kids that have nothing... That aren't given everything? That aren't protected by mom and dad? They're the kids that develop that internal passion to say, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because I need to escape this, this current situation I'm in. And they get the fuck out. So, please, help. Start with, stop giving your kid everything. Stop giving them the latest PS4. Don't give them a cell phone at 9, 10 years old. Make them wait for it. Or if you're going to get them a cell phone, get them a little brick phone. Right? No internet. No games. A little brick phone. Yeah, other kids are going to laugh at him. But at least he won't be freaking spoiled like every other kid. When it comes to the game, stop protecting them at training or games. They get picked on, they got to figure that shit out. And you know what? It might be okay if they get in a fight. It might be okay that they get that scrappiness and they learn how to deal with a fight. Physically. Literally, physically fight. That's okay. I had a parent come up to me once. You know, what are you going to do? Because these kids are going to start fighting each other. I said, that's what I want. My kids are too nice. They need to fight each other. They need to be hitting each other. And it's going to be an evolution. Listen, when you're starting to change perception about something like this, it's not going to be fucking easy. It's not. People are going to tell you that you're fucking crazy and that you need to be protecting the kids. They might get hurt. 
Listen, my brother's got a great story. It's ridiculous. Walked into a restaurant, literally walking, pulled his groin out two months. I broke my shin. My right tibia cracked. I was in the middle of a game and all I did was turn from left to right. My right tibia, I turn left to right and all I hear is, and I'm like, oh shit. And I drop on the floor and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Go to the doctor later that night, right tibia cracked. You can get hurt no matter what you're doing. So we can't use that as an excuse. If you want to be a fucking professional player, you got to change that and say, this is for me and I'm going to fight and give everything I have as a player. Everything. But you want to know why we don't have like an elite player? Because they don't have to fucking scrap for everything. Name me a player in our country that reached the highest level of the game, and I'm talking Champions League level, that came from nothing and scrapped their way through. Nobody. At least I haven't found one yet. And it's because we're a middle-class sport. Basketball, on the other hand, is a lower-income sport. They show up to basketball courts and they're playing all the time. There's freaking basketball courts all over in Orlando where I live. And you can walk out and go to those basketball courts and you'll see pickup all the time. They bring their own ball and they're fucking playing games. That's low income. And whether they actually have low income or not, the point is, when I say low income, it costs them nothing to go play except to get over there. It costs them a dollar. Right? If they took the bus to get there, it's one dollar. They drive, it's three bucks. And they go out and play pickup. Maybe they live down the street. And they walk. It costs them nothing but time. And they get to go out there and play. And go play. And you know what? When they're out there playing basketball, there's nobody fucking protecting them. Nobody. No mom, no dad. They're out there, they jump on a team, they're playing games. Imagine there's five teams. Five teams are playing. Or there, I should say. Two are playing. Three are off. You think the other team's going to protect you if you get in a discrepancy with the other group? Fuck no. They're not protecting you. They want you off the fucking court so they can play. So guess what? You take a bunch of middle class kids, and you could even probably do this with basketball too. You could take basketball players, drop them off, middle class basketball players, drop them off at a quote unquote street court, low, in- low income, drop them off, bang. They're going to get their fucking asses kicked because they're not used to it. They're going to show up and be like, well, this is uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like this. I'm used to playing inside a, inside a gym with air conditioning. I got my little rebound machine and I keep shooting. Bang, shot, bang, shot, bang, shot, bang. Then we scrimmage each other. But you put him in the street? That's another fucking story, man. Another fucking story. So, please, help me recap this. Right? First, stick your kid to the fire. Stop protecting them. For, really, stop giving them everything that they want. They want a cell phone? No. They want the latest PS4, PS5, whatever edition is? No. They want the video game series? No. They want the 60-inch TV, 4K high def? No. Second thing, when it comes to training and games, stop protecting them. If they come to you for a problem, say, go on, Johnny, get out there, figure it out, go talk to coach, go talk to your teammates. Third thing, when you're raising your kids, of course you want them to be good kids. Of course. But if they got that goal of saying, hey, I want to be a pro, nice guys don't win. Nice guys don't make it. 
So, you need to teach them when they're on the field? It's fucking war! This has got to fucking mean something to you. Because that's something that's missing in our middle class. All these kids think that it's nothing. doesn't matter. They don't need to give 110%. They come up and give 80 They might still get a college offer because mom and dad are going to help them through the whole thing. And that shit's got to change. Otherwise, middle class is going to continue to dominate and we're not going to develop better players. Because here's the thing. If you look at even MLS academies, do you know what they're actually looking for? Do you think they're looking for nice kids? Fuck no. They sponsor the whole thing. They want kids that can fucking compete, take a hit. Because they're banking on one or two of those players going to the first team. Going to the first team. So they go to the first team at, say, 17, 18 years old. You think that's easy? You think it's easy to be a 17, 18-year-old kid going to the first team? They're going to get their fucking ass kicked for the first month. It's going to be a completely different level. It's ruthless. So why on earth do you think it's good to have nice kids on the field? No. They need to be willing to fight each other. Because the second you step on the field, it's war. You're not friends with anybody. Because here's the thing. The players that make it aren't the nice guys. Do you think Cristiano Ronaldo's a nice guy on the field? You think Messi's a nice guy on the field? You think Neymar's a nice guy in the field? You think Mbappe's nice? There's a player you should look up. Roy Keane. The biggest asshole on the field. But guess what? Won everything in this game. From a club level. Everything. One of the most respected names in football. Roy Keane. Man, he's an ass. But dude. He knows what he's talking about. Too many nice guys. And not enough guys willing to fucking bust their ass, take a hit, and still fight through it. So when I was talking to that parent, and they said, well, you know, we raised our kids to be nice, to be good people. And their kid says, hey, I want to be a pro. He's fucked. Because now you have to try and rewire the brain to say, stop being nice. So listen, it's much easier To take a clean slate and try and develop that versus rewire somebody's programming. Because that's what we're talking about. Is when you have a kid that's really nice, you have to try and rewire the programming. To say, you know what? Being nice is not effective. That depends, or the duration is going to depend on how quickly the mom and dad buy in and how quickly does the player buy in. Because that could take years. And listen... I am much more ruthless now than I was years ago. I was so fucking nice. Even in my 20s. Nice guy. I wanted to help everybody. Wanted to help everybody. And then I started, you know, thinking about it more and more. And over the course of the next four, five, six, seven years, I'm like, fuck. Dude, nice guys aren't winning. The best players aren't nice guys. The guys that make it aren't nice. Because you might be a better fucking player. You might be a better player, but if you're not willing to fucking give it all in the field like Marcelo did and say, you know what, I would rather die tonight to win the Champions League than not play, then you can see right there 
that that's a difference. And the guys that make it fight through everything. They're not protected from anybody at all, at all. Hey guys, I absolutely love that you're checking out and listening to the podcast. And I only have one ask quickly, and that would be if you could please share this podcast with somebody else that you maybe know that is going through the system or struggling to navigate it from the youth soccer perspective. And that would mean the absolute world to me because as you know, I don't sell anything through the podcast and I don't have any sponsorships. And the more people that I can help, that is my overall objective. So I would absolutely love if you could share this with somebody. Take the five seconds to do so by sending it through social media or WhatsApp or whatever way that you like to share content. And I will make sure that I continue to deliver valuable and insightful content for you.